quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. I'm Michelle, recovering yeller, control freak, and perfectionist. I didn't want to be a connected parent, but my strong and smart oldest daughter would not succumb to my bribes, threats, and manipulations. After years of controlled parenting, I threw it all out and started over. I doubled down on the idea of connective parenting and turned in time out for time in. It's taken me years to figure out how to unknot sticky situations without using punishments, but I've finally cracked the code And now I can help you create the relationship with your child that you dreamt of having when you first decided to become a parent. It's not easy letting go of star charts and bribes, but you can change. Listen in as we interview parents just like us who found success and hear from experts who will help us better understand how to form a deep bond with our children. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I have a guest on today and her name is April and she's come with a parenting question. I'm like so excited to dive into it and I'll have April introduce herself. So welcome April to the show and tell us about yourself. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me here. So a bit about myself. I'm April and I'm a mom of two girls. One is eight years old and one is three and a half years old. I'm from the Philippines <laughs> and well, It's been an issue with the two girls. Well, it's been an issue ever since, but more so right now because the toddler, she's having this attitude already and you'll already see her personality come out. And my firstborn isn't so used to sharing everything. (laughs) And there are so many issues with the two of them, although they are best friends most of the time. But most of the time, as well, they fight a lot about toys, about sharing, about food, about who goes first. And I've been into researching all about parenting for the longest time as well, because I grew up and I'm so used to the traditional controlled parenting. Yeah, It's the reason why I found you. I mean, I'm so happy and probably it was really the perfect time that I found a friend's post on Instagram. And it's all about your post about yelling. Oh my goodness. I resonated with that so much that I had to check in your account and I had to find the answers there. And thankfully, you have a podcast. It's been almost every day that I listen to your Peace and Parenting podcast, which I am so thankful for. 
because it's helped me so much with my girls. However, there are just some things about these two girls that just drives me crazy until now. No matter how much effort I do and I try to apply some of the things that I've learned, it's really about differences in personalities, differences in opinions, in how the firstborn is used to being alone. I think that's what I'm trying to interpret about it. Maybe she was so used to having things for I herself. I think you're so right, right on, April. Yes, right? yes, 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 oh yes. My just think about it. Let's say you're in a relationship with somebody uh-huh. and right. it's just the two of you mm-hmm. and you're having a good time for five years and you're doing all these wonderful things and you're connecting. And then all of a sudden your partner brings in another partner and says, oh, hey, we're going to love this one and we're gonna do everything <laughs> with this one too. And you're thinking- Hey, hold on. Wait a minute. I was number one. You cannot usurp my spot here. And I think that's how the new sibling thing really ends up playing out is that, of course, they love their sibling. It's the sweet Mm -hmm. baby who comes into their world. But at the same time, that baby's being nursed or fed all the time, taken care of, maybe sleeping in the bedroom with the parents, you know, Mm -hmm. getting a lot of attention, being carried, being brought here and there and really attended to in the mm-hmm. way that they were used to being attended to. I see. Makes so a lot of sense. Immediately they're jealous. And wouldn't you right. be? If my mm-hmm. husband brought home a new wife, I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sorry, excuse me. I was your first. And like, that's kind of how it feels for them. I think it's like a new relationship that's existing. And so we have to have a lot of empathy for where they're at. Right. And really understand that they're not trying to be unkind or selfish or rude, but that they're hurting. They're really, you know, that really triggers me a lot because sometimes it really feels like they're doing things on purpose. Well, they are are doing it quote unquote on purpose, but it looks like it. Yeah. Their purpose is an unmet need. So their unmet need is I need to feel cared for as much as this baby is being cared for. And I'm going to do whatever I can to get that Mm -hmm. need fulfilled. And if that means that I have to push or shove or be selfish, then I will, because Mm -hmm. that way I'm getting some attention, right? Right. Oh my God. I'm going to tell you something. So there's one time that everything is wrong all about my firstborn, like, the food is not good and she's all whiny and complaining and all that. And then they were playing this game and she's been like, no, I win. No, I win. I, you know, they're fighting like, who wins? Who wins? I'm like, girls, you don't even have to fight. Who wins? Because it's not, I mean, it's okay. Okay, you both win. And she was like, no, mom, I win. And then the little one doesn't want to lose. And she's like, no, mom, I win. So it's like, okay, let's just pretend. I know you won. But can we just pretend that your sister also wins just so you will stop fighting? You know, I just said that because I'm just so tired of it. Yeah. And then she just exploded. She lost it. She was like, she always gets what she wants. Why does she always win? And then she stormed out. She went into the room and banged the door. I'm like, oh my goodness, here we go. But it's not about just the winning, right? It's probably (gasps) the other underlying stuff that she's feeling like she's not getting right. Right, and so she put first time. Yeah, yeah, she puts it on. I was so shocked. Right, makes sense though. It makes complete sense. 
all of it makes sense. She's operating in a place where she's not feeling like she's getting enough and whether that's true or not. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just so simple. Like they were just playing and she was just having a fit. One of those days that she just wanted to win. And so, you know what I did? Okay, this was the time that I was already listening to your podcast. So, oh my God, I was like, okay, here we go. I have to apply the peace and parenting thing now. (laughs) Okay, so I went into her room, never leave the tantruming child alone and all that. So I sat beside her and I was like, okay, so you're having big feelings right now, baby. I know it seems that it's not just about winning. Can you tell me, what are you feeling? I'm here to listen. And she was like, she was crying. She was like, why do I have to have a little sister? Sometimes I don't like it anymore. And she's like, oh my God, my heart is breaking. Why do I have to share everything? And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that you feel this way. I'm like, good job, April. You're doing it. Oh my goodness. I'm just acknowledging what she felt because honestly, it's sometimes our fault that we always give the little one what she wants just so everyone shuts up, right? That's right. (laughs) And it's normal to not like your brother or sister once in a while. And it's okay to have those feelings. And it's okay for us to say, I know it's hard to have a brother or sister, little sister. I know it's so hard. And so when we can empathize with them, then it helps them process it better. I want to go back to the idea of sharing and how I think that there's this idea that A lot of us believe that the older child should just share with the younger child because that's the easier thing to do. And the younger child doesn't have the cognitive maturity to really understand sharing. So just let them have the toy. What do you care? But that really grates on an older kid that they're always having to give up what they are playing with to share with their younger sibling just because they're older. So I think in this whole sharing idea, what I like to teach clients is, Let a child play with it until they're done. So if your older daughter is playing with something and the baby wants it, we can set the limit with the baby and say, I'm so sorry, you're going to have to wait your turn. And then Mm -hmm. you can say to your oldest, when you're done, can you let your little sister play with it? And when Mm -hmm. she says yes, that gives her the opportunity to play with the toy as long as she wants to until she is finished. The problem becomes the baby will probably be upset Mm-hmm. here's how we can come with empathy to the baby. I'm so sorry you didn't get to play with the toy yet. When she's done, she's going to give it to you. I know it's really hard to wait. I'm right here with you. I'll be with you while you wait for the toy. Okay. And so we okay, have that's... the empathy for the little one. Now we're showing the older one too. Look, I can let you have autonomy. I can let you have the toy. It doesn't always have to be about the baby and the baby can be upset and wait and that's okay too. So I think with the sharing thing is just letting the older child and or the baby play with whatever. And if it's the opposite way, then you have to say to your oldest, I'm so sorry, you're gonna have to wait until she's done. And when she's done, you ask her to give it to the older child to play with. That might really cut down on some of the sharing stuff that might be going on. Does that seem useful? It does. Actually, I've already applied some of those tricks Yeah. <laughs> today. Well, earlier. Okay. Yeah. Exactly the same thing happened. However, it was the opposite. Mm-hmm. So my eldest was playing with Jenga blocks. Mm-hmm. She was building a pyramid and all that. And they were peacefully playing. Well, not really together, but my little one has her own thing. Right. But then, but then the little one wanted two Jenga blocks. And the minute my eldest 
lost the attention on the blocks and she just got something. The little one grabbed two blocks. And you know what happens next? Yeah. <laughs> okay, all hell broke loose. And my eldest, Brianna, she was like, I am still playing with that. Mm-hmm. Of course, I had to meddle. I'm like, okay, Lauren, your sister's still playing with that. Can you please give it that? No. <laughs> okay, we're at the stage where she always says no. You know, the thing about the little one, my Lauren, she's at the stage where she thinks everything is being taken away from her. Mm-hmm. I think they have this dynamic wherein, okay, Brianna is not enjoying the sharing thing so much. So there are a lot of times when she will just be angry whenever the baby touches everything. And then the baby has this very defensive personality right now, wherein mm-hmm. she always thinks, I'm not allowed to touch this, but I want it too. Yeah. And now she goes, no, I want it. No, I'm not giving it. Right? Right. So I think, yeah, that's a really good question, April. Thank you for bringing it to me. I think what I would do is I would put my hand on the hand that your youngest has the Jenga toy in, you know, Mm -hmm. just put your hand, cover it very gently and say, we're going to have to give that back to your sister. And then say to Brianna, Brianna, when you're done playing with it, can she have it? And then we have to get the little one to give it up to her until she's done playing with it. But when she is done playing with it, and when you can tell that she's done playing with it, you say, Brianna, are you done playing with the Jenga? And if she says, yes, now we can give it to the baby. So the baby feels like they are getting it, but they are having Mm -hmm. to wait for it. Okay. I think that's the way that I would go about that. And validating feelings all along the way. I know it's really hard to give up the pieces. I understand. And also validating to Brianna, I'm sorry, she took it. I know it's hard when you're playing with it and you have people take your things because everybody has valid feelings in that, right? Uh The baby wanted it and she took it and maybe she shouldn't, but she wanted to play with it. And so she's feeling like it it should be hers. And that's a valid feeling. And Brianna's feeling like, oh, I wasn't done playing with it. And she's taking my toys. So everybody has valid feelings and it's all about just validating them, but still holding that limit around sharing so that it will decrease over time. But it takes a lot of practice, a lot of practice. You have to do it like... 50 times before you have, yeah, you have to to model it 50 times (laughs) and you have to tell them, you have to say to the baby, ask her, say, Brianna, can I please have it when you're done? Have her actually say the words. So you're coaching her through it. Mm -hmm. You're saying to her, Lauren, okay, repeat after me, Lauren, say, Brianna, can I have it when you're done? And so when she's saying it and then say, Brianna, okay, can you respond to her? What do you say when she asks that question? Okay. And so you're really coaching them how to talk to each other. So eventually they can do it on their own in about six months. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, goodness. (laughs) That's the one thing that's really challenging, of course. I mean, we're not used to this. I'm not used to this kind of thing. I mean, oh my goodness. With that situation earlier, she was crying on my lap and I had to just hug her in all that meltdown. And just be so patient and not give solutions, but just hold space for her. Like, that's what I always keep in mind. Like, okay, you know, Michelle keeps saying, just hold space, just hold space. You don't have to give answers. Yeah, but you're doing it and it helps them process and get through it. And good for you, April, for being able to do that because it's not easy. It is so hard. I swear. I was on the verge of losing it. (laughs) Okay, hold on to this. You know, and I also had to explain to her, is it okay that I explain to Brianna that, you know what, that's what 
toddlers are. I mean, they are not really. Do I explain stuff like that? Like they don't really have the patience yet. They don't no, really understand. Yet. Yeah, so, it's all know. true, right? It's all definitely mm-hmm. true. And it's something that maybe she could understand. But I think when we explain it, mm. that it makes her feel like her feelings aren't valid. Because here's a reason why it's okay for the baby to act that way. So instead, I would just let it go. I would just stay with the empathy. I wouldn't even explain it because it might not be cognitively comprehensible for her at the moment. And if she's in her feelings, she's not going to be able to understand it anyway. So I would just forego that. She probably knows that deep in her heart that the baby can't comprehend what's happening, but she Mm -hmm. still has her own agenda because she's immature too. Are you looking for ways to parent without yelling or threatening? Do you crave to understand connection and how to use it in everyday practice with your children? Is remaining calm a challenge and staying away from shame hard? I can be helpful. I've been there and I've also helped so many parents overcome their parenting challenges with my one-on-one programs of either six, eight, or 10 weeks. We dive into what's specifically difficult in your own family, and I tailor ways to help you remedy them using connection instead of conventional parenting methods. Go to www.peaceandparentingla.com forward slash private hyphen sessions and find out more about my private one-on-one courses. I'd love to see you there. Okay, I better remember that. That's okay. That's okay. Well, the, you have the podcast. Now you can go back and listen to it again. I know. Again. Oh my goodness. Had I not discovered your podcast, I'd still be in that cycle. Like I keep yelling. You know, the minute I heard you introduce your podcast, you're this recovering yeller yes. and a perfectionist yep. and controlled parenting. Like that is me. Yep. It's like, I felt like you mamas were talking to me. I'm like, oh my goodness. I finally found mamas. Yeah. Like you guys are my tribe. I feel like we can be good friends and all that, you know, yeah. because I really resonated with everything. And I've been looking for answers, not well, at least solutions to help me with how I deal with my parenting yeah. right now. And I really want to be better at it. But it's just with your podcast that I found so much useful and valuable I'm so glad you came. I'm so glad you're on and I'm so glad it resonated and it worked. And it's like, it can work for the people that are yellers like you and I and control freaks and you can change. That's why I tell everybody, if I can change from a complete control freak, anybody can do it. It just takes a little bit of connection. That's all it takes. It really works. It really works. It's just hard work, but it works. It works. (laughs) And it's the best for long-term because the thing with the control parenting long-term is that I see a lot of clients now, I get a lot of teenage clients, parents of teenagers, and they'll say, my kid's totally rebelling because they've tried to use control the whole time. And by the time they're 13, they're like, screw you. I'm not doing what you say. That is my biggest fear. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. what can you do when they say that? You don't have any influence. You don't have any relationship to depend on to get them to even follow your lead in the little degree. So you're doing all this work now to have the Mm -hmm. good relationship when they're 15. I know. Oh my goodness. That's what I really aim for because- exactly what you just said the teenagers are just so hard to connect with if you didn't start early 
Yes. And that's what I'm trying to avoid at this time. I mean, yeah. oh God, I just have to connect with them yeah. every day. It's really hard, you know, I still fall back to my old yelling and my bribes and my threats that's when okay. I don't get them to listen. It's that's just really, okay. yeah, but then I just literally every day I listen to your podcast. I'm so and glad. And I think you're not alone. And I certainly mess up too. I mean, I mm. recently yelled at Esme. I haven't yelled in a long time. And I did because I got so frustrated like we all do. And it's okay. We mm-hmm. apologize. We make amends. We move forward. And it teaches a lot of lessons in that too. We try not to, but we all mess up. You're not alone That's in messing right. up for sure. That's right. And I also learned how to apologize and explain yeah. myself. Yeah. And, you know, just own up to what I did. I'm sorry I yelled at you. Yes. How did it make you feel? And then oh. I ask about feelings. And so she was like, I really felt sad. They're lucky. And you know what? It's so amazing. She also says it to Lauren now. When Lauren throws a fit, she would be like, it's okay, Lauren. You're allowed to say your feelings here. We're all allowed to be Baby angry here. girl. <laughs> so because of you, because you taught her that, because she watched you a million times and now she oh. can mimic it. And that's what she's going to do with the sibling stuff. Okay, anything else with the siblings that you wanted to talk about? Well, so far, that is really the main focus of what I deal with every day. Yeah. It's just really all about the bickering and the sharing and stuff like that. But I would like to know more about how to handle toddlers in such a way that they would really understand better. But yeah, I yeah. kind of got it right now. But. No, no. Well, let me give you a couple things for toddlers that I think are really helpful and helped me. Uh-huh. I started this method when Pia was three. And what really worked okay. for me was the idea of play and really coming with play like, Oh, when she grabs the Jenga blocks, I'd say, oh, oh, little girls who grab their sister's toys are going to get 755 kisses. And here I come. And you start kissing her hand and you say, you cannot take those toys, those little grabby hands. I can't let you take those. And you really turn it into play because that becomes connection and you're connecting, but you're telling her just ever so slightly, we can't take our sister's toys without correcting her, without shaming her. And without a reprimand or a punishment or a threat or any of that thing, or any of those things, you're coming with play and connection, which for toddlers, you can use it 24-7. Okay, I got that. It's hard, but I will try my very best. Yeah, come with affection and connection every time you think she quote unquote messes up. Because Mm -hmm. toddlers do all the time because they're asserting themselves. They're trying to find their autonomy. They're sick of being told what to do and carried around and drug here and there and things pulled out of their hands and they're over it and they want their own life and their own agenda to be listened to. And so they're grasping at everything they can to get that control. Okay. I'm happy. Some of that I've already been doing and I'm also helping Brianna do the same thing. I'm like telling her, Brianna, because she always shouts also, oh my God, she's been shouting at her sister too. And then can you please make it fun? Can you please talk in a fun way or in a happy way? Like, let's pretend we're playing. And then I'll just give her an example. And then yeah. she would be following. It does work. It does work a lot. But yeah, it still yeah. has to come from me, the modeling and all the patience yeah. and empathy. But she will get it. And Brianna will mm-hmm. be an empathic and kind and loving, wonderful human being because she's watching you. Oh, thank you so much. I really, really yeah. pray for that. You got it. Sounds like you're on your way. You've just got sibling stuff, but guess what? We all have sibling stuff. Sibling stuff is insane. And I have to say, we don't have any sibling stuff anymore. 
We don't really I'm have so any fighting anymore. I know I'm so happy for me too, because I've been oh working so hard on it and it works. It works. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal. That's the you know? goal. That is Esme the goal. and Pia are my goal for my girls. <laughs> That's right. Esme and Pia. And they will be because you're starting young and it'll work. And even if you're starting older, I've helped lots of clients with teenage kids and it works too. It totally does. Connection will never fail you. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad I found you guys. Thank yeah. you so much. What else? Any last questions or any last things you want to talk about? Well, I think I'm out of questions. You know, my mom brain can't really you remember can't. anymore. <laughs> and it's yeah, but you know, <laughs> it's two in the morning. But everything that you've mentioned earlier is really the main point of my concern anyway. And yeah. right now, all I just want to say is this thing actually works. Oh, yeah. How about for moms? Okay, so it's us trying all these things. And what do you do when you fall back into the old you and yeah. just collapse and be a yeller again and control and all the bribes and the threats start again. And how do you process it yourself? I think journaling is good. If you haven't downloaded my guide to journaling, I have a guide to journaling in my Instagram link. I think that's really good to just journal about why did you yell? What triggers coming up for you? How is it making you feel? Is it that they're not listening to you? And that's really triggering because you're going to this disrespect place or you're going to a place that was your own childhood. I also think working on your own childhood, like reading the book, Parenting from the Inside Out by Dr. Dan Siegel. Mm -hmm. And he has a lot of journaling prompts where you just, I think some of these things where we yell and are upset come from our own personal childhood. I think so too. Yeah, (laughs) because we weren't listened to, because we were constantly told we were being disrespectful because there was this whole idea that we should always just do as we were told and our kids don't do that. And so- we're jealous slash upset slash feeling disrespected. And it's like, where do we put all that? Where is it all coming from? Mm -hmm. Um, I have a few podcasts on that. There's a journaling podcast and there's one on de-triggering your triggers and there's two on taking care of yourselves. Those four podcasts are really good. Mm -hmm. I think go listen to them again if you haven't. And I think I've listened to the taking care of yourself twice already. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I just keep listening to it. (laughs) And I think that's part of it too. It's like also taking care of yourself working on your childhood, plus taking care of yourself in the interim, like how can you get away from the house and be away from them for a little bit? And how can you do that? Because you'll be a better parent if you can. That is so true. You know, the night I listened to that taking care of yourself thing, I think that was the part two. Oh, the next day I drove off. (laughs) Yeah. Good for you. I drove off and I just had an alone time just cleared my mind. And then when they got back, I was better. Yeah, it works. It works. And I think those two in conjunction, working on our childhood, plus taking care of ourselves helps us stay more regulated. So we don't have to feel bad. We don't have to have so many transgressions. We don't yell as much. We don't get upset as much, but when we do, we apologize. We journal about it and we dive deeply so that we don't have to do it again. Got that. I think I really need to work on that journaling thing. Yeah, I haven't started it. Do mm-hmm. it. It's so good. And Dr. Dan Siegel's book, Parenting from the Inside Out, is really good too. Yeah, it makes sense because I think there was one time you already mentioned about the inner child and the triggers and all that. And then like, yeah. it gave me a flashback of like, oh yeah, that's why I guess I, you know, no one played with me before. That's Something right. like that. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. It's and then- helpful. Yeah, we're required to play with our kids and it's very taxing on us because no one did it for us. So it's hard. That's true. It unearths a lot of stuff. That's true. I thought I had a good child. Well, I did because I played a lot with other kids, but 
I didn't have a memory of parents playing with me. Yeah. And and our parents, they did our best, you know, and they they, did their best, of course. They provided everything. Yeah. But then it's just the fact that, oh, yeah, no one sat down and actually played with me but my friends. Yep. So that I didn't know that was a big factor. I was just doing it all over again right now. And I was expecting the kids to play and have fun by themselves. And like, oh, no, I'm not going to play with you. I'm doing so many things here. I'm busy. Sorry, I got to cook and clean and cook and clean. (laughs) Haven't even done my workouts yet. I can't play with you girls, right? Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. It's hard. It's total sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But those are good places to start. Okay, April, thank you. This has been so lovely. And it was so nice to see you face to face. And now I can have a good vision when I see you online and know who you are. It's so much better to see your face and put a face to the name. It's so lovely. Yeah. Are you it's been so much fun group too? Yeah, I am part of the group. Okay, good. Yeah, I usually scroll and I'm just a lurker actually. I'm That's okay. Allowed. Lurkers are I learn necessary. A lot. <laughs> yeah, we can I like that. Everybody has a role. Everyone has a role. It's all good. Okay. Yeah, and that one time you posted, that was the only time I replied uh, <laughs> about good. the podcast. So. Oh, good. Great. Perfect. <laughs> that was the perfect response because now you're here. So this is lovely. Well, thank okay. you for being on. I really appreciate it. And it was so nice hearing your stories and how you're applying all this lovely stuff. And thanks for being part of the community. Thank you so much, Michelle, for all you do, really. Yeah. And thank you for having me here. <laughs> no problem. And Thanks for joining us on the Peace and Parenting Podcast, and we will see you guys next time.